podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Tom Edwards. That tune can only mean the West Ham Fan Show is back. The first one of the new year and the first one of the decade. And always, it may be a new year, fresh start, fresh change, but some things never change. You can still get involved in the show tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. And what a first show it is we're going to be talking to ex-West Ham keeper Jimmy Walcott obviously goalkeeping news uh, well it surrounds itself with West Ham at the minute then looking towards that Sheffield United game speaking to Callum Cheswick all about the Friday night game the rogue players quiz is back a firm favorite here at the station and on the West Ham fan show but we'll start with the massive news no it's not David Moyes's appointment it's James Jones on Twitter not only is he a dad now (laughs) but he don't want to play Millwall James this is unbelievable I got so much <laughs> stick, and I, 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 I can't believe so many people took took it out of context. I was, I was honestly for five minutes after I saw that tweet, I thought, oh, I don't know if I want to act like I know James for that quick minute. That, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts, mate. Because, like, I think I think I'm well within my rights to suggest that when West Ham play Millwall, and history tells us that when West Ham play Millwall, all, all there really is is a fight. And, you know, the last time I went to West Ham v Millwall, I spent more time looking at the crowd than I did looking at the football match. And I'm a little bit more grown up now than I was then. Back then it was quite fun. Now I just want to go and watch a game of football. And don't get me wrong, if West Ham played Millwall, it'd be quite a good game because Gary Routes doing a pretty good job over at mm. Millwall at the moment. So that'd be quite a good little contest on the pitch. But I think we all know that when West Ham played Millwall and if West Ham drew Millwall in the cup, and it could still happen this season because we're both still in it... Um, it will attract a lot of the, you know, the Stone Island Brigade, and they will come out in their numbers, and they want to have a little bit of a fight and a little bit of a. Well, it's it's, it's interesting ruck, you say that, James, because we've got one of the Stone me. Island Brigade in in, oh, in the studio with us, Mister Tom Edwards, and I don't want to start a fight, I don't want to start a conflict already. It is the first show, but Tom, you saw that tweet, you couldn't believe it, could you? I could believe. I, I mean, I completely agree. The sentiment of he doesn't want violence at the games. We were talking about this just now. Completely yeah. bang on. I just said to James, I want Millwall because it's a different game for us. Obviously, we we we're rivals with Tottenham, rivals with Chelsea, but to them, we're not really that much. So to Millwall, to have that fierce derby, I always want to draw it just because it's a different game. But also, do agree with James. I agree with you as well. Is there is yeah, we were saying that's what surprised me about the backlash to the tweet because James wasn't saying he thinks it's a bad game or he thinks it's this and that or there's it's not a meaningful game anymore. He was just purely saying the fact of the facts, which are at the Olympic Stadium, the trouble would be huge. What what I will say just to end it is that uh, <laughs> you have the final say, James. I, I got I got a lot of abuse from from West Ham Millwall fans. Obviously, you know uh, I'm not you know they were going to have a pop at me, and I kind of half expected that. But there's a lot of West Ham fans that had a pop at me, and um, and they said some pretty horrible things to me as well. Were you and, a little bit uh, surprised at that? In all I, honesty, I was surprised because you know everyone's you know can have their own opinion, and what I said was taken out of context a little bit. And I think, I think Tom, you said exa- exactly what I, I was trying to come mm. across in that tweet. Maybe I, I should have worded it a little bit better. I don't know. But um, I was surprised at the way that a lot of West Ham fans, particularly some West Ham fans 
who uh, who think they're, they're they're you know very very important West Ham fans. Uh, I don't think I need to name any names. Uh, called me out mm. a little bit. If you're and, listening, um, Will Pugh. Yeah, Will Pugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was expecting Will Pugh to get in touch with me about that, but he never did. See, um, there's, there's another problem. We're in a new decade. Will's all, you know, he had a few weeks off before the end of the year. Now he's got a missus. He was skiing. missing in action, skiing. Is that you know, skiing? I know. I, What's I, the matter with him? I don't even know him. Yeah, change. Change man. He's, I just... Lost who, himself. Mm. Well, we've all said it. Yeah. Maybe there isn't a play. Maybe it's just West Ham duo in the future, not West Ham <laughs> world. We're closing the doors. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're kidding. Of course, we'll don't come back. No, uh, let's talk about uh, there was change. And obviously, Pellegrini was at a terrible Boxing Day performance to Leicester, which was the really the final nail in the coffin. Obviously, Moyes was the man appointed. Let's take it back just before that appointment. James, firstly, how did you feel in it? And Tom, I know you were saying, look, we need to show that ambition now. We really really need to go forward it was Moyes take out the two games and what you think uh, you think of Moyes now what did you think then uh, I was livid when they appointed him again um, I thought it it was it just it reeked of a, a decision that showed that they really don't know or don't know how to take this club forward they decided 18 months ago that David Moyes wasn't the right man to take us forward after keeping us in the Premier League and doing a, a relatively decent job with a squad that wasn't his um, and with no money in January, really, apart from the the, the what the 10 mil we spent on Jordan, Jordan Hugo, Hugo yeah. which we won't really yeah, we'll forget about that. Smith. Um, but he did a good job and I wouldn't be surprised if they'd have given him a, a longer deal then, but they decided, no, Manuel Pellegrini's the man to come in. You know, he's the big-name manager that the fans want. And we all did, you know, don't get me wrong, we all said, no, we want a big-name manager. Yep. Uh, we got the big-name manager. Pellegrini's power play. We can't use that Pellegrini, anymore. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Big, big, <laughs> big team, team mentality. mentality. That's gone, James. I'm, I'm gut, it's all, all our I'm, cliches are at. I'm, I'm buzzing that that's gone. <laughs> um, but, but, then, but then they've gone back to him. And I find mm. it just so bizarre they've gone back to him. Don't get me wrong, he's had a good start, and we'll talk about that. But... Uh, at the time when they when it came out that yeah he's gone and they're gonna they're gonna bring him always within forty eight hours I was just like don't you dare because that that really uh, you know it it's an insult to the fans uh, and the the what they've told the fans they they wanted to do over the last sort of five or six years with the whole stadium move and then they go and do what they did uh, hopefully it turns out to be a great decision so far so good but I just think it's just crazy that they've 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 decided to do what they've done well crazy they have brought Moyes back Tom I want to bring you in it but before you talk about it and obviously James is mentioning the lack of ambition there and I know you felt strongly you was you know all over social media talking about disappointment but not in fairness to West Ham let's offer both perspectives of this they did sack Pellegrini what managers were out there that maybe they could have gone for? I know Everton, it's easy to say they've they've appointed Ancelotti, but the money supposedly is on absolutely in- incredible. Who really could have they have got in this time? I mean, that's that's the issue that we had at the time when we did sack Pellegrini. We did it so late on in the season where we'd already lost out on a chance to even approach Ancelotti, chance to approach a lot of the other younger managers, even Eddie Howe before he had his shocking run. We we fell behind the pack with the time we decided to sack Pellegrini. He was done four or five games before that. The Chelsea mm. game was the one little glimmer because it's Chelsea-West Ham. The players showed up. I'm not particularly sure it was even him. There was rumours coming out. It was Maresca who even took the team for the week leading up to the game. So it wasn't particularly Pellegrini magic or anything like that. It didn't tactically blow them out of the water. We just stood up, played well and got the job done. But I think the question... For me, Nico Kovac was the one which would have been a bit jazzier than David Moyes. I know it's 
you can say, oh, it's a foreign jazzy name manager, but he took over Frankfurt when in the bottom three and he uh, made them survive. Then he went on to the next year to win the German Cup. And also he's managed Seb Haller before and one of West Ham's biggest problems was getting the best out of Seb Haller. And Niko Kovac did that. It was one of the main factors in Haller becoming a £45 million player and it all sort of seemed to fit. And he didn't have a club, so there was also no compensation either. So that would have been a more ambitious appointment. It's it's not Moyes' fault he was appointed. Anyone would take the job, but I'm with James. It was a backward step, and uh, he'll have to do a lot right to turn that sort of image around. Mm. Is it difficult, though, because, and, and I'm not defending the ball, it's, it's very tough when you do make a hiring in-season. You're almost in a lose-lose situation. They go for the jazzy name that you just mentioned there, Tom, and people go, we've just had that in Pellegrini. Let's get someone who knows this side, because I know you said someone that knows the culture of the team, knows the identity. Moyes, to a degree, does know that. He's been there before. So any any name would have been maybe not met with the greatest of praise, James. Is that fair? No, I don't think so. I think that if if they'd have gone a little bit left field and maybe bought in, I mean, there's a lot going on about you know young German managers. You know, you love Nagelsmann uh, and, and uh, Nagelsmann, and no, I, I spent a lot of money on Nagelsmann going to Spurs, and yeah, that, I spent yeah. a lot of money on on your uh, sources, so <laughs> that's how much it, I trust yeah. you. Yeah, no, but, useless. Uh, I mean, it might still happen, really. You know, I don't know. But, <laughs> Please bet responsibly. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think there'd have been less of a backlash if they'd have just got in someone like Kovac. Mm. I think who maybe a little bit unproven in the Premier League. Yeah, okay, flopped at Bayern, but you know that's a difficult job to take. Mm. Um, and I think I think you know anyone other than going back to a manager that you deemed not fit to take that job beyond the six-month contract would have been fine. Uh, you mentioned Ancelotti. Mm. Um, I think it's mental mm. that the, the the owners of our football club didn't see that coming from Everton. And let it go. Everyone saw that coming. Mm. The next team who sacks their manager is going to go for Ancelotti. And we didn't move for it. We waited and we waited and we waited. Oh, oh yeah, got a win at Chelsea. Oh, we'll keep mm. him in the job for another few weeks. Meanwhile, Everton have gone Marco Silva out the door, Ferguson in for a few games. We'll get the uh, the Ancelotti deal done. Done. But would would have West Ham paid Ancelotti? They already have to pay off Pellegrini. You know, I'm I'm sure that Moyes is a lot cheaper than Ancelotti is, James. Well, this is the problem, though, Charlie. Is that our owners always looking for the cheap deal? If you want to compete. Uh, and you want to be that so-called Champions League football club mm. that you promised the fans mm. But it's also calculated risks, isn't it? Because if it they're paying ca- off Pellegrini and Ancelotti doesn't work out, now we're paying two oh, expensive yeah, managers. You, there's there's, there's the, trouble in the that. Fan, the fans would rather see the, the board and, and the owners of this football club take a, a, a calculated risk on spending money on sacking Pellegrini and his back, backroom staff and spending more money on bringing uh, a manager of Ancelotti's calibre into the club. If it don't work out, then... They're safe because they've showed the ambition. They've showed the ambition there and gone, do you know what? No, we're going to spend all the money on getting the right manager in. I'm not saying that David Moyes is going to be the wrong manager over the 18 months because he's had a good start and, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment on that. But mm. Ancelotti would have would have been the appointment that would have kept the fans happy regardless of how much it cost. And that's the problem with David Gold and David Sullivan at the moment is that... and. and pretty much for their entire spell at the club is that they've been penny pinching mm. what's the cheapest option uh, we'll promise the fans this but what's the most what's the cheapest I've, option and I've, that's what they've done here yeah completely and I think uh, 
with the Angelotti thing, as much our owners are penny pinchers and they do it all behind closed doors in the summer when you've got the blanket of every club going to work, you can they can hide and they can put their money into certain things and sell off certain players and the media's not all over it because you've got a Pogba story. With Ancelotti then, if we'd sacked him at the same time as Everton and it would quite literally been a 50-50 between Ancelotti going to West Ham and Everton, I'd be surprised if they would have lost out financially to Everton over that deal if it was played off in the press, West Ham versus Everton of choice. I think they actually would have maybe stumped up the money because they knew the backlash they would have got if they didn't get Ancelotti and employed a Moyes. Mm. But it's just a lack of risk they took. Well, let's quickly talk about Moyes then. Is it, is it you know, it, you know, he's found something in this team, you're seeing a different style of play, the passion's back in the players, or is it simply a new manager bounce? I know in a few games we'll get a clearer picture, James, but where do you stand on it? No, I mean, don't get me wrong, David Moyes isn't a bad manager. Um, he, he took the wrong job in the Man United job. He should never have taken that job. But, Always a difficult but, job after but Ferguson. He, but he was never going to turn that down. No manager in the world was turning that job down at the time. Uh, it just happened to be him that was the was the chosen one as it was at the mm. time, um, and I think he got a bit of a bad rap for that. You know, it was a very difficult job to take. Um, some people say it ruined his career, but this is his opportunity to rebuild his career. Uh, I thought he was well on his way to doing that when you know when he was at at the club beforehand. Arguably deserved deserved and and earned the right to to get an extended contract. Didn't get it. Fine, whatever. Um, but now he, he's. He's come into a club that he knows. He's already said that he knows the back room. You know, he knows his way around the club. He's not. He doesn't need a settling in period. He knows half the squad already. Um, and so far, two wins was six goals scored, two clean sheets. Um, Bournemouth and Gillingham flying high. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's been a good start. It, it has, has been, been a good, a good start. start. We're, we're, uh, we're... The performances have been have been promising. I'm not going to say he's going to you know win us the Premier League and and take us into heady heights, but. <laughs> It's it's been it's been encouraging, and listening to him talking in the press conference has been quite encouraging as well. You know, he seems like he's he's happy where he is. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the good start he's made at West Ham, and obviously his backroom staff, because Stuart Pearce was blocked from rejoining him. We're going to be speaking about that. But a man who will know more, Jimmy Walker, a former West Ham goalkeeper, joins us next. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joining in the studio with We Are West Ham. No, it's West Ham World, isn't it now? No, it's We Are West Ham. Oh, keeps it. All right, well, it's We Are West Ham, West Ham World, whatever the one that Will Pugh's not involved. That's the one we're going forward. Still time to get in touch. <laughs> so I'm, I'm honestly kidding, Will. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us 0208 70 20 558. We were just talking about the appointment of David Moyes, and I'm delighted to say now we are joined by the brilliant Jimmy Walcott, ex-West Ham goalkeeper, Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a little bit of time tonight. Firstly, what have you made of David Moyes' appointment being back at the club? Well, listen, he can't, he can't go off to a much better start, can he? So that's a, I think he needed to hit the ground running. I know I spoke to a few of the West Ham fans and it was a bit indifferent, really, with his appointment. It's, and on the surface, it's not, it weren't that inspiring. But you know what? Looking at it, it's a, it's a real solid appointment. I think, I think David himself said he's gone away and I'd look at a few things, been into a few different clubs. And he's brought sort of a, a vibrancy to it already, which is which is great to see in the, in the couple of games he's been in charge. So, you know, I think at the moment it's, it looks a great appointment, doesn't it? Hello, Jimmy. Um, obviously, goalkeeper problems have been massive for West Ham this season, and we're about to sign Darren Randolph for four million. Do you think? Do you think why why would the club make a deal like that when Martin's performed so well in his four games? Do you think it's a good move or not? Uh, do you know what? I think it's a great move. I do. I mean, at that level, at the level we want to be at, 
you know, it's West Ham team. You need you need two top keepers competing for the top spot for the number one jersey. Mm. Then you need another one as a good backup. And that gives you that that makes the goalkeeping department really strong for me. You know, if, if you can get Randolph in, he's been sensational since he left over at Middlesbrough. He's been great. Mm. Um, and you know, like you say, Dave Martin's come in and done, and done the cracking job. He was unfortunate to get the injury. If he didn't get the injury, I don't, would they have done the? Would they have took that and, and paid four mil for Randolph? I'm not sure, but. It makes the goalkeeping department really strong all of a sudden. You've got four, you know, goalkeepers that could compete. I know Roberto's had a had a hard time of it and I don't know what the future holds for him over there, but you know, like you definitely got definitely got three that could, that can compete for the number one spot. I mean Fabianski's different different class. For mm-hmm. me, he's a top four goalkeeper. So, and and you know, we're backed up by Randolph and Martin, that's that's really strong. Jimmy Jimmy, what do you make of the, the period between uh Fabianski getting injured and then coming back. So obviously, we, I think we only won one game in in that time. I think that was the, Chel- the Chelsea the, the Chelsea away, away yeah. with uh, yeah. with with David Martin and and a lot of people were saying that it, it was because Fabianski wasn't in the squad that the, the team had suddenly started conceding a load of goals and they didn't have any confidence. And but you know, do, do you think that a goalkeeper can have that much influence on a on, on a team's form and a team's confidence going you know going forward? Massively, massively. I don't think it's I don't think it was any coincidence that, you know, the form dipped when Fabianski came out the side. A good goalkeeper can spread, you know, sort of, he can bring a calmness to a back four. Everyone knows what, what they're going to get. You know, it was unlucky. Roberto came at a real tough time because some bits I've saw of him, he looked a real good goalkeeper, but he's had such a hard time. And I think that just spread throughout the team at the time. And, mm. and you know, when you get on that bit of a... bit of, So it's like, you know, the new manager coming in, and he starts with a bit of momentum. That's everything you need. If Roberto came in like that and, and started really well and you know got a couple of results, might not have missed Fabianski that much. But you know when he when he had such a bad time, and the players know how good Fabianski is, and it, it, it's really tough. But I think a good goalkeeper for me can earn their team between twelve and fifteen points a season. And if they can do that, they're a top keeper. And I think Fabianski was doing that at the time. Mm. Um, like you say, so it's, it's massive for me. I'm, I'm biased anyway, you know, being a goalkeeper coach now and an <laughs> ex-goalkeeper. I'm, I'm biased, but a goalkeeper, I think Brian Clough said it in the first one when he signed Shilton. You know, he, he had to get that appointment right because he knew that that was the main position. And I don't think anything's changed since then, you know. It's, it's a massive, especially the way they are goalkeepers nowadays. They're expected to do a bit of everything, save the ball, take the crosses, but also start the play as well. So you need, you need two top goalkeepers at that level for me. Um, and if we'd like to say, if we sign Randolph as well, backed up by, like I said, David Martin and Roberto, you've, the goalkeeping department's really strong. Yeah, Jimmy, like you mentioned, not only gonna, can a good goalkeeper maybe bring you 12, 15 points a season, if you do get that key position wrong, you can lose you, you can lose those points where yeah, maybe absolutely. Roberto has done this season, a little bit of butterfingers labelled by the fans. But where else, Jimmy, can you see West Ham uh, maybe signing other players? What positions do they need this January? Well, well, for me, I've always said it, you know, it's, it's a massive difference being at the London Stadium than Upton Park. I think he can sort of get through on, on blood and sweat and tears at, at Upton Park, but uh, you need some pa- we need some pace. There's only really Antonio with that, with that pace. Some, some pace either side would be great, you know. We've got, some, we've got some really good players in there. I know they've had a bad time for the last few months. Hopefully we can get back to it, to, to being what we was at the start of the season. I watched the Man United... In the Man United game, and it was excellent back in the day. And 
if we can get back to that and add a, add a little bit more pace to it, I think we've got a real chance of kicking on. I don't think we'll be a touch wood anyway. I don't think we'll be any any danger of being where we are at the moment further down the line. But you never know. But I think if we can add to it, you know, it'd be great. It'd be a great lift for the fans. It'd be great to get some wins at London Stadium and get it rocking again. Because like I said, that Man United game back, it seems ages ago now, but that was a, it was a fantastic atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Hopefully they can kick on in the second half of the season. Jimmy, we really appreciate you coming Absolutely. on and giving us a little ah, bit of your welcome. time. Uh, what, uh, what a show. West Ham show. All about Nothing better, surely. What, nothing better, Jimmy. You know, there's a place <laughs> in the studio. It's a godsend, Jimmy. Jimmy, there's a place in the studio for you every week if you want to come, mate. We're more than happy <laughs> to have you down. Yeah, listen, anytime I can talk about the Hammers, I'm more than happy. Jimmy, Tom, you're booked man. in, mate. We'll see you Brilliant. for the next six weeks. Brilliant. Jimmy, Jimmy Walker, <laughs> former West Ham goalkeeper. Always a delight and a pleasure to hear from Jimmy. And apparently, uh, we're saying West Ham are making some signings. Uh, we are West Ham. We've just made one of their own. We just signed someone. And Will Pugh's out. I said one Will in, one out. See what I do. Will Pugh's New gone. Manager Jimmy Walker's in. <laughs> Unbelievable Absolute scenes. scenes. You love to see it. Let's quickly go back and talk about that Moyes appointment. We was mentioning backroom staff. Stuart Pearce hasn't been allowed to go back with him. Obviously comments he made about the board. What have you made of this, James? I mean, it's typical David Sullivan, isn't it? Petty, stubborn? T- mm. It's typical David Sullivan. Um... And, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about it other than that, really. I've got to say, uh, I agree it, with him. It, Someone said it about me, I want them back. The thing is, <laughs> thing is he, he came out and he, and he was glowing about David Gold and how, and how personable he was. And he was always at the training ground, talking to the players, talking to the staff. Um, what I want to know is, if David Gold's doing that, why isn't David Sullivan doing that as well? Exactly. James has got angry, he's even banging his fingers on the table. Oh, yeah. no, it, just, it just annoys me. It's like... It's one bit of bad press after another, you know. Mm. You know, we, we've had a, quite a good couple of weeks where we've we've after the the whole David Moyes fear why they brought him back, won two games in the fourth round of the FA Cup, brilliant, uh, and then suddenly it comes out that David Sullivan's basically mm. blocked Stuart Pearce, who uh, played for West Ham with a broken leg once, yeah. and isn't allowed back because he he criticised David Sullivan for, for not saying hello to him while he was employed under his... It was just, it's, it's just weird. It's, it's, it is a dictatorship. It's a, it's a Sullivan dictatorship. And if you undermine anything he says, then you're bang in trouble and the club's not going to be home for you. And that's what's so worrying. You, you rarely see chairman this involved. I don't know another chairman who, quite frankly, picks the players you sign. I mean, they give the veto and they say yes good deal, bad deal to the manager and they have that say but they don't go out and do the scouting for him. Sullivan seems to be involved in all our transfers, involved in a backroom staff. It's another reason probably why they got Moyes in because they can bully him about and say, look, you were unemployed for 18 months. Will, if your staff doesn't fit our criteria in the sense that they backstabbed us, we won't let you get on with your job the way you want to. We'll pick and choose the people who come and work for you and that's that's the type of overarching stuff which annoys everyone at West Ham about the owners. We, we were led to believe that David Sullivan was taking a step back and he was going to allow the management to to run the club, make, <laughs> make, run the club, yeah. make those decisions. Those decisions, the pitch side decisions, uh, decisions regarding the, the squad, right? that's no place for, for David Sullivan. That's not his decision to make. That's for the football mm. people to make. Mm. He's not a football man. He's a businessman. And he's a very successful businessman, I'll give him that. But he's not a football man. I think he's proven that over the last 10 years. He's not a football man. Um, so let David Moyes pick his right 
his right staff. He wants he wants Stuart Pearce yeah. there. He, no, let him have let him have that job. Mm, what what does it say about David Moyes? You've allowed him to come back. You want it to go mm. well, and then you're like, David, you know, we're, we're letting you back in the club for a second time. Well, oh, but you can't have the staff you want. I mean, he's already. Not, I don't want to say off to a bad mm. start, but that doesn't help Moyes, does it? And it doesn't help the team. Frustrating, and I think he knew. But I think this is this is a bit of give and take on both sides. I think Moyes accepting the job was a little bit not muggy. Don't get me wrong, you would take that job, but he knew coming back that. He got so the, the way they got rid of him, and they said, shafted. Oh, we're, shafted. And they say, Look, we're going to go into this next level. We've got Pellegrini basically saying, Pellegrini's a significantly better manager than David Moyes, and da da da. And then he's come jumping straight at the chance to work with us. He must have known that they, they have a little bit of lack of respect for him in certain aspects. And this is one of those things where Moyes clearly is, and if Pellegrini say, Look, at your, I want this member of staff, West Ham would do everything to get him. When it's a David Moyes, they clearly see him as a bit more of a pushover, probably in the transfer market and probably in in terms of what he wants going on right at the club. And they've just said, look, he said this, so we're not going to have him in. The worrying thing here is that we've lost the director of football. Yeah. Okay, I know a lot of people accused Husserlos for the Roberto deal and, mm. and the Sanchez deal and stuff like that, but more, 90% of his signings were pretty, pretty good. good. Right, a lot of people mm. they remember the bad ones, don't remember the good ones. Four now's coming. No, good now four now's well. is coming good. Anderson, um, Anderson has been been okay. Okay, it, it I can't can be believe a bit it. Lazy. Not, Anderson it can be a bit he's lazy. turned. I can't believe right. it. Uh, Halla, Diop will get money D- back. Diop will get money back. We'll get like a lot of money on him, mm. I think. Um, so that no, Balbuena, what still at four mil? Yeah. you know, so, and Fabianski on a free. Yeah. So you know, we've we've brought in some some good players under that director of football. Mm. One bit of criticism over the goalkeeper and saying he's waltz. And now David Sullivan's back in charge of making the transfers and we're getting all our old players back and our old manager. It's um yeah, yeah. it's a sad state of affairs. But I do I do genuinely believe that David Moyes is gonna do a good job for us over the next eighteen months because he shows some good signs. Well touch wood because obviously the club making some backwards decisions there. We are turning our attentions to the Premier League, which is Friday night lights for West Ham in action against Sheffield United and Callum Cheswick, uh, Sheffield United writer for Varvel joins us next. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, Tom Edwards and James Jones. We're talking everything where West Ham are concerned. Obviously, the appointment of Moyes, we just spoke to Jimmy Walco, apparently is is our latest sign and he's going to be joining us every week. Delighted to have him on and he was more delighted that he was on himself. So a really good one there. We're going to be talking to Callum Cheswick in just a few minutes. But before all that and before we look at the Sheffield United game, you are in FA Cup action this weekend. Obviously, it always matters more because I was thinking of the Ox- Oxford game, James, and how upset you were. This one, another tricky tie, a way to <laughs> to Gillingham you saw it through obviously two goals both coming late but you was in the hat for the next round you got West Brom what are you making of it? Well my first thoughts were yes it were Millwall <laughs> and I tweeted <laughs> that <laughs> um, which a lot of a lot of West Ham fans didn't like um, and then abused me for but then suddenly I was like oh Stephen Billis is coming back Julian Dix is coming back and it'd be really nice David Moyes is coming back David Moyes is back Darren Randolph's coming back it's just a season of reunions and, and going on Trevor Brooking will be in the duck Trevor Brooking yeah. yeah I mean it'd be mental um, but yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's a good draw I think it's a home draw um, but playing good football West Brom they are playing Obviously, good football. Obviously, will be up for it. Luckily, they won't have their best player on the pitch in Dean Garner because he's been pretty good for them this year. Mm. I'm really excited to see him next year at Can't West Ham. Wait. I really want to see him in a West Ham shirt. Um, it's good that they're not recording him, I think, mm. just another six months. Mm. Um, but 
I'm a little, as much as I'm looking forward to it, I'm a little bit worried that Billy's going to come back and, and bite us a little bit. Um, mm. And he's going to want to beat us, isn't he? As much as he had a, that, that season, that, that, fun, that farewell bowl, bowling year, great, great season in my life. Um, and I'll always be thankful for him for, for doing that and, and giving us that moment. But um, I want us to, to knock him out, obviously. The last time mm. we played uh, West Brom in the FA Cup, they beat us 4-0 at the Hawthorns. Mm. Hopefully they don't do that this year, but um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a good draw. I think it's a, it's a decent draw. Can West Ham progress further, though, Tom? Yes, I mean it's a home draw, winnable game. We've got obviously this new manager bounce. What everyone says, West Brom, they're a decent team, but also they got way bigger fish to fry. They're not going to win the FA Cup. No mm. disrespect to them. Maybe we won't either. But they they've got. Uh, promotions to go for so hopefully and, they, and they, they made nine changes on a weekend when they play Cholton so maybe something similar exactly. obviously against West Ham week aside I don't, I think they've got a, bit, a few injuries at the minute they'll be looking to do some business in January to propel them onwards I think it'll be a nice occasion Billich coming back like James said by far Julian and away Dix as well yeah by far and away the best season I've ever had and I always loved Billich for giving me that season and the best send off to Upton Park that we could have asked for a bar maybe getting to a final of an FA Cup or something like that Brilliant, brilliant season, so I'm happy to see him back. But yeah, winnable game, happy with it in the end of the day. Winnable game, and obviously it comes at the end of January. We'll give you a full and proper preview of that nearer the time. But we did promise you Callum Cheswick, and he has joined us now. We have delivered. Uh, we're looking at the Friday night game against Sheffield United. Sheffield United obviously going great guns in the Premier League. I mean, it's going to be a really tough fixture, this one for West Ham. Callum, thank you so much for joining us. What are you making of the contest? Uh, yeah, well, uh, evening, fellas. Nice to join you once again. Um... I, again, it's it's going to be a really tough one to call, like like the one we had earlier on in the season. Um, I suppose it's now a lot tougher to call. Now you guys have changed manager, so it's kind of that, as you just said, basically that kind of new manager syndrome where you go on a streak of three or four wins, which sometimes happens. But new year, new decade, United have well the Blades have struggled for form at home so I think that will be pinpointed as something we need to improve so I actually think I could see this being quite an entertaining Friday night game Hi there mate um, obviously tomorrow there's this rivalry has gone on between Sheffield United and West Ham well rivalry I say over this Tevez thing and there's an email or passage which went out from the police up there saying that West Ham fans shouldn't stay overnight. Do you think it's going to be a bit of an interesting atmosphere on the Friday night late kick-off? Do you think it's going to be a bit tasty? Um, well, I mean, I, th- I think I think with the night game there's always that added sense of, um, I don't know, drama. A bit, bit more flavour, a bit more spice to a game. So um, maybe there will be a little bit of aggro, but I mean, I, I, don't, I don't expect it to be Massively bad, but I, I can I can see I can see both sets of supporters going for each other. Put it this way: Is is, is there a a bit of a fear in, in, in at Sheffield United that Chris Wilder might be on the verge of being tapped up by by a so called bigger club? And that's not that's that's you know without any disrespect to oh, Sheffield no, United, no. but. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's done an absolutely fantastic job at Sheffield United, and he was he was linked with the West Ham job before Moyes came back. And uh, there, there is a feeling that the job he's doing there is eventually going to attract a, a, a bigger job elsewhere. Yeah, um, I, I think there's always that kind of um, doubt and questioning of what if what if he does go. Um, but for now, I'm quite confident that 
he will be here for the foreseeable future. I mean, like you said, he was linked with the West Ham job. He's been linked with the Everton job. I mean, there was a couple of rumours going around the Arsenal and maybe having a look, but again, they kind of want those big foreign managers. So the top the top six clubs don't really worry me as much as maybe like yourselves or Everton did. But while while he's got this kind of journey and developing this story with United and how well we are doing, I, I think he knows he'd be stupid to, mm. to kind of jump ship now because this, it's kind of not finished. He, he knows we can get better, improve and push on for trying to get consistent top 10 finishes. Um, so I, I, for me, if United do start to get stagnant and do kind of not, don't progress as much or as well as Wilder would want, then that's when it kind of comes into, well, well into Wilder's thinking, have I took Sheffield United as far as I can? And when it gets to that point, you don't want to kind of overstay and ruin all the good work you've done. So I think for now, more than confident they'll be staying. But if in the future things do start to slow down in terms of our progression, then maybe you do get a bit more worried. You just mentioned you think that the, the question mark if Wilder feels like he's taking Sheffield United too far. When you and Sheffield United fans look down at that squad, do you feel like this next half of the season could actually be a bit of a struggle and you could find yourselves in a bit more of a dogfight than it's looking like right now because it's hard to sustain this level of performance people who've never done it in the Premier League before. Yeah, um, I mean, I think with this January, well, kind of at the end of December into January, it's been such kind of a a tricky month. I mean, Man City, the end of uh, December, then Liverpool, yourselves, Arsenal, and then back to Man City again. It's This is kind of a month where we aren't expected to get munched, so it's it's almost a free hit. If we can take points, then brilliant, we move on. But February, it's a good month to get points. I'd, I'd expect us to try and win at least three out of his four. Um, but it does it does kind of think, do, do you, are we able to maintain the form and the kind of the standards that we set in the first half of the season? And Although, yeah, we did lose 2-0 to Man City and Liverpool, the the little break we had with the FA Cup, I think it doesn't give me kind of reason to think that we can't carry on like with the quality that we've shown in the first half of the season. Um, I mean, what what you've got to look at is the January window as well, if we bring players in to maintain standards within the group. But for, for me, anyway, we've we've got enough points to stay up now uh, I think mm. it'd be an absolute capitulation and to be honest it'd just some Sheffield United up if we did get relegated from this point but <laughs> I mean I, I don't see us doing it it's just if we can build on our good start yeah it will be difficult to do that but with Wilder Alan Nil, the backroom staff and the, this group of players I, I can I can see us maintaining that yeah, absolutely, Callum. We really appreciate you giving us some time. Very quickly, what is your score prediction for Friday? Well, I said it'd be an entertaining one, so I will go. I'll go two-two. Oh, two-two, Callum sitting on the fence there. We really appreciate you giving us a bit of your time, Callum Cheswick there, Sheffield United writer for Varvel. He's saying a point, James. I think you would be pleased with a point, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a point all day long. Uh, I think it's going to be. I mean, they've already shown this to a place to go this year. Uh, they've had a really, mm. really good season. 
Uh, I really wanted to ask him how Ravel Morrison's getting on. Yeah. Because everyone forgets about Ravel. He, played well, he, dude, he played well the other day. I watched his highlights against Fly. And signing Files. Jack Rodwell, aren't they? So That way he signed. He played against yeah, Fylde. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah All I'm, the players coming I, back. I, yeah, I'm given the circumstances between both clubs this season and the fact we haven't got a right back at the moment. Mm. Well, we do, but he's... I think this is half up. retired. This is up there with one of the games I I really really want to win. This, this is season. the the acid test of more, um, is it, uh, second reign. Exactly, it's a Friday night. Everyone's going to be watching it. It's it's a big chance to go out there, David Moyes, with people watching you when you've got a lot of stick and go out there make your team give a good display. And I think he'll do a lot for him if he wins up there. But like I say, James, take a point. Perhaps a point up there is decent. They've been good all season. Point away from home as well. Anywhere mm. is and good. And to a side so. that are really difficult to beat at Bramall Lane, and they're getting points on the road and yeah. at home. They're really up there this year. Maybe not many people predicted that. What is your score prediction? My score. I think we'll. I'm actually quite confident. I think we'll go up there and maybe two one. Two one. He said a point will be uh, acceptable. Not He's gone for the three. I think uh, so. James. I mean, Callum with his with his Desmond's a, a, a pretty good shout. Oh, but, James yeah. is here. Um, one all one all so a point for James three for Tom either way we'll be across the uh, talking about that game next week when we're back but there is still much more to come it is of course the Rogue Players West Ham Mystery Players Quiz giving your team a voice love sport radio well, I'm very excited because this not only is the West Ham fan show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, and we are West Ham, Tom Edwards and James Jones. But of course, this was the first show of the year and it does mean the Rogue West Ham Mystery Players Quiz is now back. Nothing like it. I've missed this. I've missed it so much. It's so, it the best smile, the biggest smile do, James do you know has ever you know produced. When I did it over the phone, weren't the same. it wasn't the same. I was yeah. in the front room. It just, it just didn't, it didn't feel the same. I know when the lights they're dim, the tension yeah. in the studio, you, you feel it. Like, that little bead of sweat. You still won as well though. When you I was did. in the front you smashed room, smashed it. Yeah, absolutely smashed it. Tom, you're on a bit of a run. They call them friendlies, but soon you're a bit of a super sub. We're gonna, Listen, we're gonna mate, sign you up. We've I'm got not to talk to Jimmy Walker at first. Yeah, we do. We'll get him in, mate. It'll be three of us. Will Pugh, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, but uh, uh, Tom, you, you, you've got a good run in these quizzes. Obviously, I know everyone's familiar with them, but I will give you a rundown of the rules. Three West Ham players, five clues. They get easier as we go on. The first player to get the uh, to get the player that I'm giving you the clues of wins that point. Three points on offer. Obviously, it is a new year. We will continue in the quiz once Will is back, but we say it's a, a friendly until Will is back. And this one is James Jones versus Tom Edwards. And this... Is player one. It's never a friendly between it's never, yeah, I love it. On. This is what we're waiting for. Player number one, clue number one. Finished their career at Accrington Stanley in 2003. Clue number two. Won the FA Cup with Liverpool in 1992. Clue number three. Made 61 appearances for West Ham between 1993 and 1995. Clue number four. First team coach at Swansea. Clue number five. Final clue. Shirt number 14. 
Uh, we kick off the year and we have uh, absolutely stumped I them. I mean, it's this is this is gone. I say we, the generous in. term of we, because this is Reese's Reece, quiz. Right, yeah, yeah Reece, unbelievable. Mate, Reece. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. He's all think, over me like keep, a rash. I keep thinking Steve Jones, but it's not, is it? It's not. That is incorrect. I will give you the clues again, though. Player number one, clue number one, finished their career at Accrington Stanley in 2003. Clue number two. Won the FA Cup with Liverpool in 1992. Clue number three. Made 61 appearances for West Ham between 1993 and 1995. Clue number four. First team coach at Swansea. Don Hutchinson. Incorrect. Clue number five. Shirt number 14. If you are playing along at home, you can tweet us your answers, WhatsApp your answers, call in your answers. Oh, 0208 oh, We are West Ham. Don't know this former West Ham player. Incorrect. Yeah, I thought so. Not Alex Song. Mark, the Song. producer has just got uh, it right. He is Googling it, of course, though, because uh, there was no way was he would have got that. Right. Hence why he's laughing now. And he, and he actually said it with a straight face. Did like you say he his position at any time? I didn't. We're going to bank this one and go bank on it, to player it, number it, two. It, Get in it. your answers now. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Player number two, clue number one, conceded a penalty on his debut against Man City. Played for three different English clubs. Clue number three, played 24 games for West Ham, didn't score. Lars Jakobsen. Incorrect. Shout clue number four, <laughs> left <laughs> to join the Chinese Super League. Clue number five, Ooh. Portugal International. Manuel da Costa. Incorrect. Uh, clue number one, conceded a penalty on his debut against Man City. Clue number two, played for three different English clubs. Jose Fonte. That is correct, uh, and it is 1-0 no. to James. This is the last player, but we do have player one bank still, and there is still time for you to have your say tonight. Get involved, because these two need all the help they can get good. up. Super sub no more. Jimmy Walker would have got this straight away. Player number three, clue number one, began their career at Hereford Town. Clue number two, played 10 games for West Ham. Clue number three, debut was against Nottingham Forest on Boxing Day 2004. Clue number four, Hogan Ephraim. That is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> That's a random shell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Only West Ham goal came against Leeds at Ellen Road. Off oh, oh, Collins. Daniel Collins. It's incorrect. Oh. Right. Like, yeah, no, We're yeah. really struggling here. Yeah, last minute equaliser. Because the next clue, I don't know how to say it. He's a current manager. I'm guessing it's a Welsh side, and I, I can't even pronounce it. I'm sorry. I can spell it. <laughs> Here we go. This is how bad it is. Go, I think Chris everyone... Cohen. No. Right. The team is, first word is M-E-R-T-H-Y-R. Merthyr. Yeah, but you never know, do you? Second word, <laughs> T-Y-D-F-I-L. That's my broadcasting career. Oh, down the drain, is it? Yep, yeah, P-45. That is uh, clue number four. I will run you through. Began their career at Hereford Town, played 10 games for West Ham. Debut was against Nottingham Forest on Boxing Day 2004. Only West Ham goal came against Leeds at Ellen Road and obviously managing some team in Wales at the minute. So yeah, now I think Reese has got us here. He's, he's even got me. Although, although I've got a random shout for, go for, it. for the first one. All right. Can you go through the clues again? <laughs> All right, we're banking no, player no, no. three. Very no. confusing. 
Just go for it. Is it Mike Marsh? It is absolutely correct. It is 2 0 oh, to James. No. Mike Marsh is correct. No way. He's got number one and number two. We stay on number three, but James Jones has no won way. the mystery rogue player That's West Ham quiz tonight. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes here. James has pulled out of bag. You go from strength to strength, beginning the new year as you ended Reece the last one. stitched me up. I blame Reese today. He stitched <laughs> me up. I can't even read out the clues. We have had a tweet in. And we've had a tweet into the studio, and I can't read you the tweet because the tweet is correct. So I'm not going to get the third one. Began their career at Hereford Town, 10 games for West Ham. Baby was against Nottingham Forest on Boxing Day 2004. Only West Ham goal came against Leeds at Ellen Road. It's not that left back, is it? Oh, no. I think he has a bullet left foot. Harley, is it not Harley? It's incorrect. John Harley. John Harley, The yeah. answer... And you did get it right on Twitter. Gavin Williams. Ah, oh, well played. Did you play the Oval at one point? But James, it doesn't matter. Because oh, you won 2 new- You just go from strength to strength, Gutted. my man. The oh, first yeah. quiz. I'm dedicating that one to my son. Oh, unbelievable. I gave him that one, yeah. yeah I gave him nice, one, yeah. nice. I mean, James, is there anything you can't do at the minute? You're a new dad. You smashed the quiz of the last decade. You started it this decade. I mean... Just water into gold oh, just, at the minute, isn't it? Just, just living the dream, mate. You know? Living the dream. You no, know it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's unbelievable. You need a bit of competition. Well, I mean, I've, I've scared Will off. He's gone skiing. Um, but he's in, yeah, completely different I mean, country. Tom Tom only Useless. wants to play friendlies because, you know, he's a bit yeah. worried that it might mean Tom something Tom only knows day. West Ham players from about 2017 <laughs> onwards. Oh, do me a favour, mate. <laughs> All right, 2015, <laughs> oh, a push. Literally, if you mention any... first we- loss in ages, mate. Right, Tom, if you mention any West Ham player previous from 1999, you don't so, have a clue. Who does he think he is? He was crying to me about Artes the other day. It's all coming out. It's all coming out. James, I don't think no one's a match for you at the minute. No, but I'm at the, Mike I'm at tried. He Googled it, so that definitely doesn't work. But we need some competition. You out there, tweet us, let us know. And I think in the future, if you on Twitter... Or you call in, you get it before. I think we should have a third party and they win the point, James. Okay, do you know what? I think, I think we should... Is that bring, a good idea? Let's get Reese in the studio. Great right, idea. And, and Jimmy. Get, and Jimmy. <laughs> let's pitch Reese Bayliss off with, with Jimmy Walker. For, you know, yeah. Reese has been a great, great quiz master we'll for the last sort of yeah. four, four or five months. But we need to put Reese to the test, I think. I think we do need to put Reese to the test. Well, he's the master, though. You can't, I mean, how master. do you put the master to the test? I want to veto the guy who tweeted in because I believe I follow him, Benny Curtis, and I believe he would have Wikipedia. There's no way he has that Ooh, in the bonds. Oh, controversial. <laughs> no way. You, you're saying he hasn't got the minerals. He's pulled that out of the drawer and you're not having it, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not mm. having it. I'm not having it. He's I a Norwich have... fan, so that makes doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't have you down as bitter. I've got, it's, it's gone down badly today, I'll tell you that. It's gone, the Tom, oh, Tom's head's gone. Tom's head's gone. It's a great time for the Hammers at the minute. You know? It is, mate. I've two, seen two Tom's bounce, head go. I've seen Will's head go. Yeah. I'll be skiing you, next you're week. You're just, just man composed. Yeah, yeah. with a pipe. Living well, the dream. Living well, the dream. crumbling around him and he's just still there. Yeah, well, let, we can't end the show on that because Tom will end crying. But let's end him. What What are the second half expectations now that Moyes is in very quickly? Where, where, where do you see the second half of this season playing out, James? I see us. I see us obviously staying up. I don't see us going going down. I don't think we'll ever be anywhere close to being going down. Um, I think it'll be another mid-table job under him this year. Um, and then I, I'd like to see the board backing this this January to start mm. with. But also next summer, if he's going to keep his job for eighteen months, as we're led to believe, then he keeps us up. We finish mid-table, tenth, eleventh, wherever it, wherever it may be. Um, 
but then they've got to back him in the summer because completely you, you know you, you can't you can't do that and then not back him in the summer. Mm. He needs the players he wants to come in to to take us where he thinks he can take us. Mm. Um, my only worry is that the board won't back him. Yeah, um, because it's David Moyes and not Manuel Pellegrini. I think there's a there's there's a caliber of manager that mm. that I think they'll be willing to back, and I don't think David Moyes is that manager. I think he, I agree. He needs he needs two win. He needs a bit a few players in January, and he needs to keep the core of the squad we have and not sell anyone until the summer. But in the summer, he needs to clear out players who aren't his own, like a Yeti, like maybe one of the centre halves. I don't think he wants all four of them, and full backs or probably both full backs on each side could go and make his own squad, get his own identity imprinted if we want to go down that David Moyes route and it will be clear in these next two windows if they want to stick with him long term or not. Yeah, well, it's a new dawn for the Hammers. Interesting to see how it plays out. Moyes' third game in charge, Sheffield United this Friday. What will happen for the Hammers there? Either way, we'll be back next Tuesday at the same time as we are every week, 7 to 8, for all your Hammers chat with We Are West Ham. We will see you then. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.